Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. Celebrating 50 years with you. Home of the Big Red Chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. And welcome. Good morning. Good grief. It's a beautiful Saturday. What a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Rain upon us a little bit later today. We have all kinds of things happening. Two hours home improvement. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show. My name is Scott Mosby. I am at your service. My producer, Alex, is with me. I uh, call the wingman. Actually, I'm his wingman. So uh, uh, as long as he doesn't hook me off the stage with that big vaudeville hook, we're going to complete two hours of this Helitech Home Improvement Show and 10 phone lines all for you. One, two, three, four. Well, anyway, 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. Toll free anywhere on the globe. 800-925-1128. 800-925-1120. Bring it on. We talk about the changing seasons, the coming warmer temperatures, preparing for those. Mike Miller as well with the KMOX Garden Hotline this morning. Uh, always things helpful and happy. A lot of parallels between when the time is to do things for the lawn and the garden. As the soil temperature the ground temperature hits a certain temperature that's when certain plants start growing when uh, pre-emergence are good to put down on the yard likewise when you hit a 70 degree surface temperature which is primarily of the soil soil being the time you know you've got your driveway your patio whether it's asphalt concrete uh, pavers whatever the material is that stuff starts to grow well, when those weeds around those pavements and those expansion joints start growing, that's the time that it's okay to start sealing and cleaning the driveway, pavement, asphalt, that sort of thing. So when those materials, when the surface temperature, which means the soil temperature below, hits 70 degrees Fahrenheit, that's the time you can start sealing your asphalt driveway, sealing your concrete driveway, sealing your deck. Now, your wood deck is a little bit earlier because it's an air temperature. When they're up in the air like that, it's not so uh, delayed as in the time with uh, things that are ground contact. So your concrete, your asphalt, your driveway, your patio, your sidewalk, all those things are kept from warming up by the leftover um, cool, cold soil below it, which keeps the asphalt from warming up, the concrete from warming up, all of those sorts of things. Uh, so anyway, my point being that you can clean and seal your wood deck earlier in the spring than you really can asphalt or concrete driveways. I like to wait until the warmer, hot summer sun uh, hits so that I can get out there. When I'm blowing water all over everything, washing an asphalt driveway, cleaning off pavers, concrete, whatever it is, you know, I, I like doing it in my, you know, board shorts, my swim trunks. So anyway, I, I make it kind of like when I was six years old playing in the fire hydrant. Same old thing, playing in the sprinklers. So when that time is, and likewise, I like to see the asphalt warm up, the concrete warm up. I like to see me stay warm when I'm doing this task. So all those things are important. Uh, those are things we can talk about here on the Camo X Home Improvement Show. 314-436-7900, 800-925-1120. If you've noticed the rains, the uh, persistent wetting and drying and wetting and drying, uh, I've invited Kevin Estes of Helitech to come in here a little later this morning. So he'll be part of our first hour. And we have a few questions for him on how to prepare for this coming rains, all those sorts of things, what's cooking at Helitech, what to watch out for around the house, 
all those home improvement questions that you and I share. Uh, you know, it just is what it is. And, you know, when we have somebody on our elbow that can help us through those things, why not? Helotech. 800-246-9721. There you go. He's coming in soon. Uh, Kevin Estes of Helitech. Anyway, I want to get into uh, some of the things about preparing for the summer. Um, you know, don't overlook your um, planters. Uh, again, those planters uh, might have gone through a little bit of um, freeze. So if you've got soil in those planters outdoor, they may have frozen. As they froze, they expanded. Um, so again, it's an important thing to realize that, uh, you know, they might've split the pots. You don't know it. Uh, if you've disconnected a garden hose, but you happen to leave it on for a week, be aware that garden hose, if it was not disconnected, if it was connected to your faucet outside, make sure you run that and check for leaks inside the house. Because what happens if you leave the garden hose on uh, anytime over the last winter, over the last five or six months, make sure you check for those leaks before you fill up your basement uh, with any kind of water. Just one of those things to, uh, I advocate, remove garden hose this time of year. Anytime you use it, uh, once you get into May, you can leave them connected all summer long throughout. But once you get to, you know, October, it's time to disconnect those hoses every time you use them from October through April. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Likewise, roof. All those things with all the rain coming, if you've got any uh, issues around the roof or because we've had a long season, many times kept inside, uh, make sure you're going outside and a walk about what I call the walk about the yard. Make sure everything looks the way you expect it to look. Turn around, take a look at your house. Look at the roof. Look at the chimney, the gutters. Is there anything growing in the gutters? Do you have any sticks, any limbs, anything that uh, looks like it shouldn't be up on the roof? So just be aware of what's happening with your house. Look around the windows and screens. We're going to get into screen temperatures here, opening up the house. You know, I love opening up the house just just for general principles. So uh, um, get those screens fixed. We've got the bugs coming up just a little bit behind us, and that's an important thing to get done. Make sure your windows and doors open and close freely, locking securely. But opening freely is important because you have to get out in an emergency. That's important. Or maybe emergency services need, need to get in and take care of business with you. That's always a good thing. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. Uh, I own uh, Mosby Building Arts. We're in our 74th year since 1947, founded by my father. So uh, we've got a lot to talk about, and I've made a lot of mistakes. So think of me as your research and development for all you do-it-yourselfers and all of those trying to pick out a a professional to help you. It's a busy, busy world. Anything related to homes, home materials, uh, raw materials now because of, um, you know, the aluminum and the building materials in all sorts of things. Uh, You know, aluminum, copper, those things are, you know, running into little shortages. So prices are beginning to rise. Lumber up 300% in the last year, uh, three times I used to watch lumber at uh, $315 a thousand boards feet. That's just how they quoted on the open market for commodities. Um, but uh, that's $3.15 per board foot, which is a 12 by 12, uh, one inch thick board. That's one board foot. Um, so nowadays, because of the lumber uh, trimming, you wind up with three quarter thick by 12 inches by 12 inches. That's now really 
considered one board foot. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. As you get around the house, uh, watch your downspouts. Look for the downspout drains. Make sure those are clean and clear. Uh, Watch your debris, your leaves. Also, we're getting into air conditioning. I promise you air conditioning is not too far around. I know we're just about six or seven weeks past the six below zero freezing temperatures and all the snow and ice. But still, AC season is not far and time to get your AC uh, technician to come check that unit now because once the cooling season comes, if there's a rush and if it gets hot very quickly, which we tend to have some surprises, both hot and cold in the early and late seasons, uh, maybe tough getting an AC tech to come out to your house. So get that pre-serviced, if you will. Just do yourself a favor. Uh, filters, furnace filters, water filters, um, fountains, irrigation system. A little too early to turn your irrigation system on with the rain we're, service, we're having. No need for that sort of thing. Uh, just be aware that uh, when the season hits, as busy as things are, it takes a little bit longer to get things done. Uh, in Mosby Building Arts, where uh, my day job that uh, were very busy. Uh, the delays in materials with all the uh, contentious things between the U.S. and China and the international set and all the tariff thing that's happened over the last two or three years with the border wars, I call it, um, you know, who's going to make that oven? Can I get that oven? What about a cooktop? Uh, home builders are waiting on ovens, cooktops, lumber, shingles, all the materials that go into that. So just be aware, it's a different time. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Scott Mosby uh, talking about everything pertinent to your home. I'm going to take a short break and come back for more for some phone calls here on University of KMOX. This is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. Celebrating 50 years with you. Home of the Big Red Chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, back together, home improvement. It is indeed Scott Mosby, Kevin Estes standing by in the wings. We've got him chained to the uh, desk But we'll get some information from Kevin in a minute. Keep in mind, replacement windows, doors, all those things and getting in and out of your house. If you didn't notice problems this winter, you probably don't need them. But if you noticed any kind of window leaks, any door leaks, problems opening and closing, you either need new windows and doors or you need to talk to Helitech. So anyway, keep in mind, now's the time to start thinking about those things. Let's go to the phone line first and talk with my friend Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help you, sir? Hi, Scott. I've called you several times over the years. Thank you. I have a uh, century home in Webster Groves. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the last 40 or 50 years, it has this uh, cedar shake siding on it. Yeah. It's held up extremely well. It has, it's very dark brown. It has a stain. Mm-hmm. It's not painted. If you rub your finger enough, it comes off on your finger. Okay. But it has faded in some areas due to the elements in the sun. Mm-hmm. So what I have in mind is I go to a store I buy a stain that matches what I have as close as it can, and then I put it on with a paintbrush. Mm-hmm. Is uh, am I overlooking something? Or yes, yes. Think of it as you're trying to put your deodorant on without taking a shower. So you need to give that house a bath. Number one, what is the color of those cedar shakes? Is it kind of a black base or is it more brownish? It's. 
uh, very dark brown. Very dark brown. Uh, the yeah. reason I ask is some of those, uh, the creosote was the same stuff that went in railroad ties. That used to be used on cedar shakes uh, 70, 80 years ago, uh, and they bailed out on that. My, either way, whatever the material is, those cedar shakes are um, uh, porous enough that a good pressure wash bath and it's more of a bath than a pressure wash. You basically want to, uh, it's like washing your car, scrubbing your, your wheels and tires. You want to give it a good bath, maybe bristle, broom it a little, but blowing angular water at 2,000 PSI will just blow the water right past your shingles or shakes and, get, you know, kind of mess up your house. So make sure you, want, you get it wet, good detergent on it. A mechanical scrubbing, which means a push broom or a brush of some sort, rinse it down and then let it dry. And this time of year means you're really not applying any stain until probably May when it stops raining because shakes get wet real fast and they dry out real fast. But we're getting rain every two or three days. You really don't get a good increment of dry temperature to apply whatever finish you're putting on. So I, I think you're fine with the uh, stain, but I would definitely uh, go to the paint store and ask them for the rest of the story, if you will. What do I need to wash this with? How do I go about doing this? Sell me the detergent that goes along with that. Uh, do I need any sort of a primer for this kind of a problem? So basically you're uh, offloading the chemistry of that coating process, which now is very deep, you know, chemistry-based. So uh, applying is important. There's a lot of skill and timing in that, but also getting the right mix of products to play well together in the sandbox, if you will. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, Mike, good luck, brother. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a gratifying job, and it's a lot of fun to get up there sometimes. I've, I've done a few of those uh, shingle houses, so good luck. Right, okay, thanks. All right, bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, 314-436-7900, We've got open phone lines for you. And right now in the wings, I have Mr. Kevin Estes of Helitech. Kevin, good morning, and thank you for coming this beautiful Saturday morning. Good morning, Scott. How are you? I'm fantabulous, brother. What's shaking Great. with you? Oh, just uh, plenty of work and a lot of rain. A lot of so, rain. Yes, it's a lot of rain. We're uh, running some specials right now with a uh, full perimeter, adding a, uh, a, a sump pump that has three pumps in it called our S3 wow. at no extra charge. So, uh, yeah, so with all the rain, we feel that it's necessary to have uh, plenty of pumping power to get that water out of the house. Great. And that's a special you're running now? Yes, it is. Oh, I like that yep. with all the rain that's coming. Uh, explain to me uh, the redundancy, why multiple sump pumps are a wise choice. Well, the weakest part of any system is going to be a, a mechanical pump. So uh, it is prone to failure, and uh, the, the secondary pump can eject that water if the first one fails or if, uh, if there's a lot of water coming in that the first pump can't keep up. Both pumps will kick in and discharge all the water and if those uh, fail due to the power outage, then uh, we have a battery backup that will take over. So it's a, it's a triple triple uh, system that will protect you for uh, as much water as you can handle. I like that, Kevin. I think that's just a good plan. That's uh, 
Um, putting all your eggs in one basket or all your money in one pump seems like, uh, you know, if you've got a finished basement or investments to protect or contents, you know, I mean, mechanical failure happens all the time, you know, so I, I, I like the idea of that. It, yes, it's great. And uh, right now we're at the McHenry uh, uh, Home Show over in O'Fallon, Illinois. Uh, anybody can talk to the reps over there and they'll be glad to uh, let them know. We also have the home show coming up in St. Charles that we'll be at so on the 11th. So uh, come on out and see us. We'll be glad to go over everything and, and get you scheduled. Nice, nice. Now tell me, uh, with the rain we've had, I mean, Kevin, we've had you know, a lot of rain over the last month here. Uh, what are you facing? What do you see? Uh, anything different uh, happening uh, that, that uh, from uh, coming through a, a deep, cold winter? You know, it's funny you ask. Uh, what we've been seeing a lot of is a lot of customers from last year that we may have seen that uh, thought, oh, it, it was only one time. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of those folks call back and and uh, just have the necessity to get the uh, waterproofing done because it didn't stop. Mm-hmm. So we've been seeing a lot of hydrostatic pressure building up under the floor slabs and coming in through that cove joint. Now, Kevin, um, just because it didn't leak before, I mean, people think, well, there's nothing really wrong with my house. It hasn't really changed. I'm not sure folks realize that, you know, the soil conditions, the water underground, um, you know, all that stuff moves, changes, and water changes its mm-hmm. mind. You know, uh, can you speak to that a little bit just because you didn't have a leak last year? Why, you know, and your house may be good, but, you know, it's leaking That's, now. Exactly. The best thing to, to remember is on the surface of your ground, uh, you'll see water. If you have a downspout in a certain area, water will erode that soil at the surface. Well, it does the same thing below the ground. When it finds a pathway, it will continue to erode that area until it comes into your home. Uh, So it it may be a little now, but the more erosion that takes place underneath is going to build. And, and, you know, the clay we have, it it absorbs that water and it doesn't release it very quickly. So it can be an ongoing problem uh, for years uh, that you don't know about until all of a sudden uh, that path of least resistance decides that it wants to come into your home. Yeah, and it doesn't come in usually at a trickle when it waits for a real gully washer for cats and dogs falling out, and all of a sudden that little tiny trickle, you know, is force-fed with a lot of surface water. It is. It is. at hydrostatic pressure, uh, and if your home's not protected, it's going to leak. Yeah. So uh, that's why the uh, codes around town have require new construction to have all uh, waterproofing installed during construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but, if you don't have a system, then uh, you're prone to failure. Which means if your house is X years or older, you don't have a system unless you've installed one. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Wow, wow. Uh, tell me about some of the foundation movement. I mean, I've really uh, had my eyes around, you know, just like, okay, I know there was deep freeze. I know it pushed something. So I've been, you know, just carefully watching pavement, sidewalks, you know, mm-hmm. foundation, every, you know, just like, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And by golly, we had freeze and movement. So when there's freeze and movement, there's there's something wrong. There is. And, you know, your your home has a lot of weight that it's bearing on the soils beneath. And uh, when we have such saturation points that we have, uh, that ground expanding and contracting, whether it be freeze and thaw or just from the natural swelling, when it dries out, it's going to shrink. And uh, if your home is, is sitting on soils that uh, become 
prone to that expansion and that shrinkage, uh, the home's going to move with the soil. So, uh, you know, sidewalks, foundations, everything moves with that soil. So if you can imagine having mud and putting your foot in there and trying to pull it out, your shoe wants to stick, but whenever it dries, the ground shrinks and you have gaps in the soil. So it's doing the same thing underneath the foundation, under your sidewalks, uh, under under your garage floor, everywhere around, it's going to do that, and it'll create that void, and the home will settle. Kevin, I make a joke about clay in this part of the country, and we've got, I mean, we have so much clay around here, we even named a town after it. You know, we have Claytown. Yes. Clayton. Yeah. So it's like, well, if you don't think we have soil problems, just look at some of the names of our towns. Claytown. Mm -hmm. How's about that? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and, and the soil changes uh, every time it rains. So, wow. uh, you know, so what's good today may not be good tomorrow. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Kevin, how do people get in touch with Helitech and, uh, you know, what uh, what's the best way to contact you? Sure. Uh, call the office at uh, 800-246-9721 or reach us at helitechonline.com. Hey, uh, what about uh, slab leveling? There's so many things about uh, concrete. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to hear people, you know, saying, okay, I, my, my sidewalk's moved, my driveway's moved. How do I, you know, who do I replace this with? When can, you know, tell me about the slab leveling. You know, the technology we have today is just incredible, Scott. The polyjacking that we use is, is a foam that expands. It's a structural foam. And uh, we go through the surface with the, of the concrete with a dime size hole, mm-hmm. and uh, we patch it in. You hardly know we were there when we're done. Uh, we can lift and level your slabs, and uh, we can fill voids. You know, animals like to live under the front porches and the patios quite a bit. Mm. So uh, it's really good to make sure you, you, you fill all those voids and lift it so you don't have those animals eroding the soils up next to your foundation. So... Uh, we give a five-year warranty on our poly jacking, and uh, we are the experts in the industry. So we're, we've pretty much perfected it. Roger that. Hey, Kevin, thanks for taking time out of your busy Saturday, and I know your family time is valuable too as well. So thanks for helping our listeners today. Oh, yeah, yeah. One more time, phone numbers and website, please, Mr. Estes. Helitechonline.com at 800-246-9721. Thanks, Kevin. Much appreciated, brother. Have a good Saturday. Sure. All right. Thank you. All right. Kevin Estes, Helitech, a little bit of help from our friends there. Uh, so always important. And it's interesting. So uh, just to kind of spin this up a little bit further, if you have chipmunks, if you have, um, you know, uh, any kind of critters living or digging underground and around your pavement, you may need some slab leveling services. That polyjacking is kind of a, a really nice system Helitech has. Uh, so Helitech 800-246-9721. This is Scott Mosby. We are live and lively thanks to Kevin Estes, who took time out of his Saturday to come in and visit with us. And uh, tis, a, tis a good time, a good Passover to all of you out there that we are at the uh, uh, beginning of Passover. So kind of an interesting uh, time and uh as we get into good friday and easter coming up here soon all things are fun right here in the world of the springtime on kmox this is the helitech waterproofing home improvement show presented by suburban leisure center celebrating 50 years with you home of the big red chair now scott mosby on the voice of st louis kmox
All right, back together, Hour 1 Home Improvement phone lines, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. We've got room for the phones and lots of topics to talk about as it relates to roofing. Uh, Roofing is always an important thing to think about, Uh, and I want to speak to that and some of the... um, attic ventilation because with the deep freeze that we've had uh, we still have a lot in the industry out in your house and maybe mine uh, unsealed recess lights unsealed recess light or can lights as we kind of call them uh, commonly but those cans are basically holes in your ceiling just like a ceiling light is as well there's air leakage around those ceiling lights there's air leakage around those recessed can lights there's air leakage around the wires that are even behind the wall so the air gets in around the light switch goes up around the hole where the wire comes through in the top of the plate top of the two by four wall or two by six and that air leaks there so you wind up with a lot of air movement well When it's warm and moist on the inside of the house and very, very, very cold outside, you can literally have condensation or moisture droplets of water right on the face of the ceiling drywall or ceiling plaster. Because when that surface gets cold enough, uh, you hit the dew point and the dew point, D-E-W, dew point, just like you hear on TV uh, that uh, on the newscast or the weathercast, that when the combination of high humidity and low temperature crosses that intersection, that's the point at which water turns from vapor in a gaseous form and then into a solid, which is droplets. You see it on windows and glass. You see it actually around uh, heating and cooling vents. Uh, We have it two times a year in St. Louis. We party twice in the year. Once in the wintertime when we get very cold outside temperatures and very warm and moist, often around bathroom windows, uh, bathroom vent fans, those sorts of things. And if you've ever been hit by a really cold drip from that ceiling bath vent while you're in the shower you really that'll wake you up at uh, early a.m. in the morning when that water drips down from condensing up in the pipe that goes out carrying the air to the exterior well then it hits that cold air turns into water rolls back down drips on you wowzer that's interesting or on the windows the window surface of the glass get the glass cold enough Uh, oftentimes high humidity uh, you and I run humidifiers it's great for our health it's great for our sinuses it's great for our woodwork our cabinets our furniture the floors all that stuff but if you dry it out enough as in six degrees below zero as it was here this winter you get it that cold things condense and you wind up with a little bit of chip paint that sort of thing uh, and it's really just from the extremes now right in the summer you do the same thing in the middle end of july and august here you now wind up with a cool interior from air conditioning where the inside of the house the air temp is cooled down to 72 71 70 degrees fahrenheit that's pretty cool And then right on the other side of that ceiling drywall or insulation, it may be 102 and 92% relative humidity, hot and wet. So now you've got what normally happens in a shower, hot and wet on the inside, cold on the outside in the winter. Now in the summertime, you flip that around and, oh, uh, lo and behold, you've got driplets, droplets, water, condensation, all that stuff happening. So you wind up with a little bit of paint deteriorating around your heating and cooling supply duct because it got very cold and now the warm, moist. And and most often it happens in bathrooms. Uh, So anyway, keep that in mind. Likewise, the various types of heating and cooling, I want to go through some of the furnaces and what your options are because as we go through deep seasons like this, you wind up with 
choices. Uh, what kind of uh, energy do you want? Do you want natural gas? Do you want propane gas? Do you want electric? Oh, I heard about a heat pump. I want a heat pump. Okay, so now there's geothermal ground source, and that's a heat pump. So is that electric or does that have gas? How do I do that? Now, think about all of this. Um, and now we're throwing in solar. So with all the renewable energies, which is so much part of our future, uh, that is coming into play as well. So now we've got uh, electric cars and those uh, electrical connections in garages. Uh, That's an important thing. My point being that the world keeps on changing, keeps on moving forward. And I want to bring it back to buying laptops and computers. When you bought a computer 10 years ago, you used to think, well, I don't want cutting edge. So you buy your first or second computer in the first five or ten years like wow boy that computer got out of date really fast so it's kind of like buying furnaces uh, and heating and cooling so if you're just buying a regular electric resistance heat that's just a big space heater down in your basement making heat and the way heat creates with electric heat is you kind of heat up a wire you make the wire a little bit too small and you put a whole bunch of juice through it and it glows red hot Um, because it's resistance heat. So just like a light bulb, a light bulb is the same thing. The only reason, one of the byproducts of a light bulb is it throws off illumination or lumens, a measurement of light, if you will. Uh, And then with heat, it's BTUs. Well, for those of you that have ever touched a a 100-watt light bulb that's been on for a while, you think that puppy doesn't get hot. So not only are you getting lumens, but you get BTUs, British Thermal Unit, which is a measurement of how much heat comes off that thing. Now we start going to LED light-emitting diodes. Uh, We have fluorescent light bulbs, all sorts of things of lighting and such. Anyway, you want to chime in here, uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. I had an interesting thing at my own home here uh, just a couple weeks ago. uh, I had an electrician come by. I had some GFCI, ground fault electrical outlets outside that popped off. It's like, oh, they got fried, got hit by lightning or something, whatever it is. But they also have a life, these ground fault electrical outlets. You know, after 10 years outdoors generally, it's not uncommon for those things to get changed out. So I get them changed out. So one of those I had on a dimmer. Well, the dimmer was an electronic light alert slide dimmer. Nice dimmer, upscale, you know, a bunch of bucks when we bought it some time ago. It didn't like the new ground fault outlets, had to switch out the switch to a standard throw, just on, off, no dimmer. And the electrician said, you know, your old switch didn't get along well with these magnetic GFCIs. So you have the new technology not liking the old technology. So lo and behold, off comes the dimmer put onto a standard. So my point being that as technology marches forward, it leaves somebody behind all the time. So just like the computers, as I started to say, when you're buying a computer and I'm kind of I'm in the show me state, I'm a Missouri, you know, mule, my uh, uh, some of my friends will refer to me that way. Uh, Likewise, I'm not the first guy to jump on board, but I don't buy old technology. I tend to buy kind of closer to the top, not the very top end. I don't want a Ferrari of them in anything. I just want a reliable car or reliable electrical system or a good bomb proof dimmer. My point being that new technology continually moves forward and renders obsolete various other systems. When you're facing changing a furnace, air conditioner, uh, air handler, that's just a fancy word for the box that blows air around your house in a forced air system, uh, get the better 
quality materials uh, because you wind up with better electronics, better control, better things like that. Um, uh, 314-436-7900 and 800-925-1120. Come on, bring it on all you do-it-yourselfers. I know you're busy out there trying to get this in before the rain comes later on this afternoon. Uh, But the issue is when you're choosing a furnace, an air conditioner, or you get into solar, before you pop into the solar and the wind generator, before you become a generator of electrical, make sure you're being a conserver of the energy you need. So step number one is don't lose the energy you've got. Step number two is conserve. Don't be stupid in terms of using it. Make sure you capture it and keep it. And number three, then you buy at a lower rate. So buying a whiz-bang furnace but leaving all your doors and windows open throughout the whole winter, is that's kind of what I'm talking about. Don't miss the low-hanging fruit. That's always important. But as you're choosing furnaces, heating and cooling, air conditioners, uh, filtration counts, likewise, you're getting into the ultraviolet light. Um, when the flu hit very big, uh, that was a virus and that was uh, something that, uh, you know, was important to control. Uh, so these ultraviolet lights, they started sticking these black lights inside of the ductwork in furnaces, and it kills those germs. Lo and behold, zip forward to COVID. Lo and behold, here we are. These same lights are effective at killing the COVID virus as and other pathogens as well. So just be aware that there are a lot of things in technology but as you go to purchasing a furnace, well, I only want to spend so much. Don't miss the opportunity to get the whole solution done at one time by one company together because that's single source of accountability, which means the warranty of all of that to get along and play well together and deliver to you what you really want, you get it all done at one time. Anyway, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Scott Mosby, this is KMOX. We've got some phone calls coming up here next, right here on University of KMOX. This is the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. Celebrating 50 years with you. Home of the Big Red Chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, back together, Home Improvement. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show. 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. Let's go to my friend Connie, see what's cooking with her. Connie, good morning. Welcome to KMOX. How can I help? Good morning, Scott. I have a question. Yeah. Uh, our, we have our, our master bedroom closet uh-huh. is positioned right over our furnace. Okay. And the, the our... The closet, the dust in our closet is its awful. Just uh, hang, having some clothes hang in there for maybe even a week or a week and a half, a, a pair of slacks has got a layer of dust on it. Wow. We currently have, we have our vent closed, but obviously still, you know, heat and, and air conditioning comes up through that. Would it be harmful to block that off? Uh, the uh, ductwork? No. The actual vent in the closet. No, open it up, please. You're you're causing this dust suction. Uh, if if you're not, um, and, and think of it this way: so you have ductwork. It's sealed. You've got a furnace filter that furnace that filters out most of the dust. So the air coming out of the supply duct uh, should be very clean air. Uh, when you block that off, you still have a return suction that's happening on that volume. So think of your closet as a basketball. 
So now you don't have air blowing in, but you have suction drawing out. So there's always a return, you know, so this is one of the laws of physics that, you know, whatever blows in comes out, Mother Nature will equalize those two. So you have created a suction room where it's trying to draw through any hole that does not have filtered air, that does not have clean sources. So you're drawing in through your light fix. Every dirty hole in your house is now sucking uh, uh, traffic through that and with it is bringing dust and bugs. Turn that supply duct back on and you equalize that pressure. You, you follow the concept here? Oh, I do, I do. Um, I guess part of the problem is also we like our, especially during the winter, we like our house very cool. Yeah. So it, the, we have our vent closed in our master bath and the vent, we have vents closed in our bedroom, both vents in our bedroom closed. And our vent in the master closet, and the vent in the in the bathroom. Okay. Our, our furnace. We have a villa, and our furnace is probably a little too large for our villa. Ouch. So even when we keep the temperature down, it still is pretty warm. Yeah. So that we've closed, and that probably explains our home. We moved from a home, and the home was never as dusty as this villa is. But because I guess we have all of our vents closed, that's creating that issue. Yeah, more so. I mean, you can still have a dusty house, um, but uh, it, it's it's also common that I call it ghosting when you have a heating and cooling vent through a light-colored carpet on the floor. If you don't have enough uh, return air duct, you wind up with the furnace in the basement, the basement trying to draw the air directly around that duct. So you can actually bring ambient air or just normal air, and it's inside the walls, and it's coming through the outside walls of your house. But an imbalance uh, automatically brings in not good things. I see. Okay, we're probably creating our own dust issues by having so many vents closed. Yeah, I would, I would turn the blower motor on, let it run all the time, adjust those to a balanced thing, but your temperature can be down. So the amount of air that moves through your house is not related to how hot or cold your house is. You can drop your temperature down to 67 and still have, you know, three air changes per hour by letting the blower motor run all the time. You see what I mean? Th- think I of do. is a big mix master blender, but you're not adding heat or cooling with uh, that furnace or AC. But make sure the air filters through there. And the more air goes through there, more goes through that air filter, and you clean up that air that way. Likewise, don't miss the opportunity for running in an, you know in your closet just a, a, a local portable air filter as well. Those can be effective. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for your help. Thanks, Connie. Good luck there. All right, thank you. All righty, bye now. Home improvement, Scott Mosby Camwex, a classic issue. Likewise, um, uh, think of a fireplace. People think about, oh, my gosh, I love a fireplace. Um, And if your fireplace is a gas log or wood burning, I promise you it is a net energy loser. You lose energy. And you say, well, how can that be, Scott? You know, out on the plains, they burn fireplaces, the whole hearth would heat the entire, you know, log cabin, sod hut, whatever it was. Well, yes, it did. But there's radiant heat 
In other words, you heat up all of the sod, you heat up all of the logs, you heat up the fire bricks inside the fireplace itself, and they radiate heat, but they don't need moving air. They radiate the heat. That's a different kind of heat transfer. Forced air, which is moving the air around, kind of like a convection oven for those of you that are good uh, chefs, um, that when you have an exhaust pipe or a chimney, out goes the air, and just like Connie's issue, when the air goes out and nothing comes in, that furnace or that imbalance of supply and uh, lack of return, you wind up with a, a negative pressure, and you wind up making your windows and doors leak. Uh, Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. We'll be back after news, weather, and sports on University of KMOX. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. Celebrating 50 years with you. Home of the Big Red Chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, lunchtime, middle of the day. Home Improvement, Helitech Home Improvement Show. Ten phone lines open for you. Phone lines 314-436-7900. Toll free 800-925-1120. Thanks to Kevin Estes of Helitech, who came in, visited with us, uh, our one for a little bit. Uh, just uh, be aware of some of the things with all the deep freeze, the water, the rains. You know, tis the season, uh, not necessarily to be jolly, but to watch out for wet, leaking, bold, cracking, those sorts of things. Uh, phone lines are open for you. Bring it on, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. I am likely, uh, tape, uh, amongst all the other names I'm called, uh, I, I am a bit of a building technologist. I love this stuff. I can't help myself. Uh, it gets to a lot of the similarities. Uh, the laws of physics abound. People ask me for the many years I've been on here, how do you know all that stuff? It's like, well, you know, I, I don't really know all that stuff. I know the physics behind those concepts. So pressure imbalance, I can pretty much figure out the cause of things, even if I don't have direct experience. That being said, I've made a lot of mistakes, a ton of mistakes. So think of me as your research and development. I've made every mistake for you, and I can share what I learned from that. Uh, likewise, that's kind of my role now at Mosby Building Arts. If you will, it's a bit of an advisor just kind of being there. Uh, people call me up, bounce the ideas off of me. It's like, Scott, I'm, you know, we've got this thing happening. We've got a pressure issue. What do you think it is? You know, here's, and it's like, well, what do you think it is? And they tell me, and usually they're, you know, 98 percent on the button it's like okay don't forget the cause of dust you know it's like dust oh yeah moving air where there's smoke there's fire where there's moving air there's dust and pollutants bugs all those sorts of things and sometimes consequences from that as well so we talk about attic ventilation anyway my point being that uh, i love this stuff i've been on here golly since 1996 and uh, i am just the most recent host this show has been going on for a very very long time i'm the latest bloke to sit the seat sit the seat and be the host of the Helitech home improvement show uh, so it's kind of a um, storied history as is KMOX. Uh thank you for being part of the heel uh, the KMOX family it's always fun I call this my classroom sometimes I'm the student sometimes I'm the instructor and sometimes I'm just the phone guy just connecting the phone calls so your opportunity to call in with your favorite ideas 
products, selections, choices, things that you're facing, uh, one of those being furnace selection there. Likewise, we have roofing and attic ventilation. Attic ventilation, I'll get into a little bit, uh, it can be very simple if you have just a simple gable roof where the, sl- the roof slopes up one direction and back down front and back, just a simple two triangles on the end, a simple gable straight roof, maybe a ranch house without a, an L shape. Those are very simple um, volume attics to ventilate because of the simplicity of that. When you start putting dormers or roof over a roof or valleys and L shapes and then multiple gables uh, on a roof, the more architecturally uh, appealing the visual is, the more complex venting correctly that space is. Uh, Anyway, talk about that. You want to get into colors, uh, um, kitchen design, kitchen countertops, appliances, uh, some of the appliances, the interconnectivity. Uh, For example, my phone talks to our furnace or talks, well, it does talk to our furnace, talks to our irrigation system. Uh, My phone talks to the oven, the cooktop, as well as our refrigerator. Uh, So think about that and the consequences of that. So, you know, all those things, where we're going in the future and all of your, uh, if you bought appliances in the last five years, that technology, those electronics are already built in there to the point that you bring home a, um, maybe uh, a, a dinner, you know, uh, food ready, ready to prepare. Well, you barcode that, so you run it in front of a scanner, in front of your oven or your microwave, or you may need to type it in. So that thing knows what that, it gets on the Internet. The Internet of Things logs in, gets into Swanson Chicken Dinner, whatever it is, and it knows how big that package is, what to cook it for how long. Uh, You read the instructions, take it out of the package, pull off the top, stick it in, hit one. Well, one means it, or whatever the number is. My point being that these appliances are now talking to the uh, food preparers and suppliers. Likewise, as we get into stocking of grocery stores, that is also happening as well. All those barcodes things that you're getting. Anyway, my point being that things are ever more and more and more connected. You can argue the security issues that come or don't come with that. Uh, We're already doing that on an international basis. The whole thing between China in the U.S. is, uh, you know, who's building all of the electronics in the world, your TV, your laptop, your iPad, your iPod, what, or, or your iPhone, uh, Samsung, Galaxy, all those things all are made by, P, by companies all over the world. Well, if the bad guys want to put a bad chip in there, you know, you may have some inherent security risks. So, again, that that's just the realm of all of this. There's no way to stop this. So, arguing against all that, that is really the role of government to uh, be aware of that and fight those battles for us. However, it doesn't release you and me being aware that, you know what, I've got a nice little camera on that laptop. It might be watching me now, and I don't know who might be watching me now. So all of those things are very real. I don't mean to uh, dismiss or poo-poo those. I do mean to say that this world will continue to march ahead on a digital basis, and five years from now, it will, it will amaze you how different things are and how far we've moved ahead. Think about where we've been in just the last 12 to 15 months with COVID, how quickly that happened. 
uh, and how new we have new international issues. Uh, so that's another thing. Uh, likewise, uh, there's just so much to talk about in terms of the supply chain. Uh, for me, as an owner of Mosby Building Arts, my job is to garner and put together a team of people that have the training skills, materials, resources, decisions, and designs uh, to really uh, make a client happy, to deliver to a client exactly what they want. Uh, so it's make a clean promise and then keep your promise. That's pretty much what business is. Um, customer service and failures of brands are make a clean promise or make a sketchy promise. You don't really know what it is. Then it's really hard to be held accountable, but it's really hard for a team to deliver the accurate project. If you don't really know what the homeowner wants, you can't really hit it. So it's a moving target that's just so, again, that's why, uh, anyway, my big deal is we're a design-build firm. We get deep into the design. We have about a 10-person architectural firm within Mosby Building Arts. And that's really for making clean promises, clean patterns, and a good plan that the construction team can build. And then when they get to the end of the line, when they complete that project, client just says, High five. This is killer. They hug and kiss us, and then they give us a check. I can't believe it, but it's a great gig if you can get it. So anyway, that's why I like construction. Uh, anyway, uh, bring it on here. We've got some phone lines open, 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. There's some things around the outside of the house, some of those uh, timed landscape, lights, transformers, things like that. When we come back during Hour 2, I'm going to talk about those things you need to pay attention to around your house here on KMOX. All right, back together, lunchtime, hour two, top of the hour, middle of the day. KMOX is the way, and the phone number is 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. Come on, you're sitting in the back of the classroom there. You know, pay attention, call in here, 436-7900. I know you've got that question. Next up, let's talk to my friend Ron. Hey, Ron, welcome to lunchtime, middle of the day. How can I help you, sir? Hi, Scott. I'm going to call you Professor Mosby. Oh, my gosh. Have, yeah, I've got a I've got a theoretical question for you. Yeah. Given the same number of square feet, would it be cheaper to remodel or to tear down and build from the ground up? Uh, assume there's no asbestos to deal with. Well, I'll give you an answer from two years ago, and I'll give you an answer from today. They're a little bit different. Um, effectively speaking, if you're doing a very large-scale remodel where you're virtually knocking the house down, unless you have issues of wanting to build right on that lot where it is, oftentimes because of the zoning laws, we will virtually knock down most of the house and leave one wall standing, which makes it a remodel, which means our lot line setbacks are the old rules instead of the new rules. Because if we knock the whole house down, oftentimes, instead of being 50 feet back from the street, we now have to go 75 or 80 feet back. And the side setbacks are no longer 7 feet. They might be 15 feet. So you wind up with a smaller footprint and fewer options for your backyard, uh, you know, which gets into garage, patio, uh, swimming pool, whatever it is. So when you knock down a house and you start all over, you try trigger all new zoning ordinances so you take the most restrictive current day zoning requirements and you impose those. Those are the new rules. That's the sheriff in town. 
Uh, if you stay in the remodeling and you want to keep where the house is, kind of side set. So again, this is why we do architecture as part of our process, because just answering that question on that specific lot may have two different answers. Now, down to the financial issue, uh, clean cut new construction is almost always less costly. Uh, in remodeling, you're paying to tear it down. You're paying to haul it away. You're paying to clean up every day. You're paying. You can't park the truck in the living room. Whereas in new construction, you literally drive the trucks right up to the front. You tear up the yard because there is no yard. So the unit cost of new construction is generally more affordable than remodeling, just straight out. Um, uh, delays, uh, and this is two years ago uh, answer, uh, materials were plentiful. Um, everything was pretty inexpensive. There wasn't an unusual crash of demand for all building materials for cop, raw copper, raw aluminum, uh, all the uh, vinyl for windows, all that stuff. Nowadays, your potential for delay, back order, and problems is greater the more building materials you need to buy. So new construction is more problematic on that level because they need more labor. They need more lumber. So in new construction, you're, um, you know, you're starting all over. You're getting rid of everything. Well, your lumber cost alone in the last 15 months went up 300%, 300%. So where remodeling used to have, and now this is today's answer, Remodeling by nature is less um, large scale. Even when we do a whole house remodel, we're not tearing out walls. We're not changing roof framing. We might be adding on and making this look different and moving a wall here or there. Uh, but, you know, generally and in remodeling, we might we might have a project that's going to last six months, a good size, you know, maybe whole house remodel with a large addition. Well, we might order those oven and those kitchen appliances before we have the final design. We might design the kitchen say, is this kind of the floor plan you want for the, yeah, okay, this is the one. That's it. Great. We need to order your appliances now. It's like, we don't even have a building permit yet. I don't even know how much the whole house is going to cost. I don't, you know, well, again, here's your choice. Either you take that risk and make it a money risk now, or you delay that later on in the project when you're trying to move in, you may not have an oven. Oh, by the way, the county will not give you a occupancy permit because you can't cook food in it. You know, things like that. So it's almost two separate answers. Now uh, remodeling effectively uses less labor. We've automated a whole lot more. So the disparity between the two on a risk level uh, favors remodeling a little more than it did. But there's no question about it. Even in the COVID today, the unit cost per square foot of remodeling is, is always higher than new construction because you don't clean up the house the same way every day. And in fact, you know, production and, and but keep in mind, new home building is a production driven business, what we call blow and go. Remodeling is pretty much a custom project where the homeowners living with you, seeing everything all the time. So their control, their involvement, uh, their uh, and, and effectively your change orders, because, well, it's not looking the way I thought it was. You know, and and we at Mosby actually have 3D full modeling software. So you see what the room looks like, just trying to make people see what decision that they just made looks like so we can get rid of those change orders as much as possible. But no question about it, Ron, uh, new construction, less costly per square foot, um, used to be less risk because you're starting, you know, you control everything from the beginning. 
But, you know, frankly, the issue now is, is they're a little closer, almost head-to-head because of that. Okay. How's that uh, for a long stump quick. speech? <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. Real quick, what's your gut feel on lumber prices? Where is this going to go? Uh, lumber prices, are, I think, are going to sit where they are, maybe come down a little bit because uh, the law of supply and demand, uh, for example, with oil, when oil price gets up to an obscene price, all of a sudden everybody and their brother is uncapping these oil wells. Magically, we've got oil coming out of everywhere. Likewise, with lumber, when you make lumber that expensive, you fire up a ton of U.S. Uh, lumber mills and you just knock off the tariffs that now is between Canada and U.S. So now you get a whole bunch of U.S. lumber. And so, so the law of supply and demand uh, equalizes just like pressures. If it gets too out of whack one way or the other, uh, additional supplies come online, whether it's oil, forestry, uh, lumber, uh, mills. Um, all of those things, uh, you know, it's kind of like the labor force. When the economy heats up and the cost of labor gets high enough to where the, the you know, the pay gets better, all of a sudden people decide, well, for that I'll come out of retirement, I'll go back to work. Well, so uh, I wouldn't worry too much about lumber prices. We are stratospheric and obscene, but I, I the worst is behind us in my opinion um, because the law of supply and demand, it takes a long time to fire up a mill and get the foresters out there cutting trees and all that, um, permits to cut and all that. But still, you get prices out of whack enough, which is where we are right now. Uh, law of supply and demand in a capitalist society will even that out. Okay, great. Love your show. Thank you. All right, Ron, thanks for that question. I, I that, That's a really good question, and frankly, in any large-scale remodeling at Mosby, that question and this conversation has to occur because you, you have to know what your choices are to know deep in your heart that, yeah, this is the one. Okay, great. Thanks, Scott. Okay, brother. Take care. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. You get, uh, I'm an armchair economist because I kind of have to be. Um, we buy a lot of things all the time. So uh, likewise, uh, if you're looking for a referral on a contractor or a service, you're welcome to call Mosby Building Arts because uh, we buy a ton of plumbers. We buy a ton of electricians. We buy a ton of lumber. We buy a ton of countertops. We fabricate stone. We put in roofs all the time. So all the, we know the partners that are worthy of our trust, and we run them pretty hard. So likewise, uh, a good company can use all the help they can get. So likewise, we have no trouble referring out good companies um, at Mosby. So you can call my office at 314-909-1800, 314-909-1800, and just say, hey, I heard, Scott, do you have a referral list? And we'll be happy to share that with you because it turns over. Um, some of the companies, some of the names that have been good for 40 years are not anymore. Uh, some that you never heard of, you know, are just rock solid. Um, so anyway, just keep that in mind. Uh, we're going to take a short pause and come back for more right here on KMWAX. So stay tuned. More coming back right after this. All right, back together, lunchtime, KMOX. There is an upcoming seminar, an upcoming seminar, bathroom remodeling. And that's actually tomorrow, a webinar, 1130 to 1230, manana. 
That's tomorrow uh, about bathroom design, uh, comparing estimates, uh, construction, timelines, uh, facilities, uh, capacity to hold timelines and deliver on time completion, those sorts of things. Uh, you can get on to the callmosby.com, callmosby, S, that's C-A-L-L-M-O-S-B-Y, or the whole thing, mosbybuildingarts.com. Either one of those will take you there. Uh, and the choice then is seminars up at the top blue bar. Ten steps to a successful bathroom remodel, and that's coming up. Then, likewise, we get up uh, really into next month or actually into May, accessible design, living the life to the fullest and the comfort of your home, and that comes up late in May as well. So, uh, uh, oh, excuse me here, uh, April 28th is coming up, not Monday, but uh, it's uh, 28th, it's next month about the bathroom. So you need to register and get on for that. Uh, Likewise, lots of things happening around the industry. Uh, Ron had a good question for me, new construction or remodel. I want to get into that a little bit more because I put a lot of research into this because we're, we're asked this question many times. And we need to deliver that truth and the reality of here's the reality of remodeling versus new construction. Uh, phone lines here, 314-436-7900, So the cost per, Ron's question to me was cost per store, square foot financially, which is less costly, new construction or remodeling? The answer is uh, new construction. Uh, some of that is what new construction? Because when you get uh, remodeling is by definition a custom remake, uh, rework, correction of something wrong. So you're doing more things in a remodeling process, trying to uh, recycle, reuse, renovate, uh, and replace some of those pieces in that uh, existing home. So by nature, you're doing a lot more work on a cost per square foot. When you get to custom home building, when you're building a custom home and you're making every decision, you're picking every light fixture, you're picking all of the floors, you're picking the appliances, and I'm not talking about a subdivision where they're uh, making that. That is a semi-custom where it is a production build. Uh, It's a good combination. So buying an existing home or a new construction home, that's a good thing. You have fewer choices, uh, less control, But your advantage then is you're paying less per square foot. You're buying a production model and they give you a few choices of appliances. You know, you pick any floor you want from this list of five. Uh, So likewise, that's kind of like our right bath service here at Mosby Building Arts. We do these bathrooms all the time. So everybody doesn't want a full-blown custom designed, custom built uh, bathroom. You know, the hall bath generally, you know, it's like, no, it's just a hall bathroom. I don't, you know, I don't need to make every decision. Just give me a good faucet, good toilet, good floor, da, da, da. And and so those selections are streamlined. When you get to a full custom home and you see them in some of the better zip codes in the St. Louis area, the cost per square foot of a custom home is very similar, if not the same, as a custom remodel because the homeowners are picking the faucet they want, the toilet. They're choosing the toilet seat they want. They're choosing what color they want the shutoff on the wall to, you know, the, the, it's, it's, it's everything about them. So keep in mind on anything where the consumer makes all of the decisions and all of the choices, even with professional advice, um, those mixes, um, those delays of that one faucet, um, those things 
take more time, more cost, more labor, more assistance. So anyway, just be aware custom is custom, whether it's remodeling or new construction, because I always found that interesting. I've been very active in the Home Builders Association of uh, Metro St. Louis, and um, it, it's, it's a good organization. When I got into the Custom Builders Council, the cost per square foot was very similar to the cost per square foot per remodeling. And, uh, you know, the issue is people ask, you know, well, you can't really do cost per square foot in remodeling. That's true because on a cost per square foot basis, a kitchen remodel is about $2,000 per square foot. I mean, think about that, you know, on a custom kitchen remodel or, you know, so you can't really um, – Compare Anyway, long and the story short, it, when you're doing a production basis where the decisions are made by somebody else and you get some input but not much, the cost comes down, usually the time is controllable. Uh, then now you throw in this COVID thing and now everything is delayed. What's happening in the new construction world is the cost and every uh, construction contract will have what's called an escalation clause. So if the price of raw materials exceeds, you know, 5%, 10%, whatever it is. At Mosby, it's 15%. If something goes up by 15%, that then gives us the right to go back, re-estimate the project, and then re-prepare another price. We've never done that in our history, but we've come pretty close. But keep in mind, uh, the new home builders, uh, you know, are making $29,000, $30,000 cost changes after you sign the contract because that agreement has an escalation clause in it. Um, so, you know, all those things are just part of the world. Do you want them, are you playing a, an investment model or are you actually having somebody build a home for you? So anyway, just be aware of that. Uh, when we get into some things around the house, let's get back closer to home on remodeling and what it is. I, I promised I'd get into resetting some of those transformers, low volt lights, fountains and such. Keep in mind that uh, your landscape lighting now is one of those things. Many of you are out there listening with the headphones on, very much how I love to do my yard work and my home maintenance. Uh, I, I like to listen to Camo X and take it with me, but I don't necessarily call in. When I'm in that mode, uh, keep in mind that your transformer uh, oftentimes will hold power. You've got electronic and you've got the mechanical transformers, the mechanical tra or timer, you know, the thing at the low volt you plug in and then you run all your low volt lighting to. Uh, mechanical has the dial and it generally ticks like a clock, tick, 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 you know, that's one thing. And then the electronic really just runs kind of a, an electronic clock and it doesn't have that same sound. Um, as you go to LED light bulbs, as I alluded to this inside the house again, um, uh, you use a whole lot less power. But now you may run the risk of a new LED light bulb made who knows where in the world, may not get along with the old transformer that you had that was made who knows where that was in the world. So uh, that's why uh, staying sometimes within brands is a better choice, but even that is no guarantee that product A gets along with product A1, both from the same brand. Uh, phone lines here are open for you, 314-436-7900, uh, 800 uh, Remember, go around to your automatic timers inside if you have lighting system or automatic light or just mechanical chick, you know, on-off for dust to dawn lights. Make sure you set that time back again. Irrigation systems, likewise, make sure you set that time back as well to the proper time. Uh, and for those of you in uh, irrigation systems and, and fountains and pools, 
Now's the time to prepare for all of that. Uh, make sure you change your furnace filter. That's an important part there too. Now, I want to get back into LED lighting, dimmers, light controls. Um, there are several home automation things. And as we get into this, you've got Amazon and the Alexa and Google do this. And so all the voice actuated controls, as well as the security concerns of if you have a voice actuated speaker, um, that can be hacked and they can listen, whoever the bad guys they are. Uh, trust me, most but most people don't care what's happening in my house or your house. So it's a, a pretty limited issue there. Just be aware that that capability is there. Uh, so as you get into all of these systems, uh, oftentimes how they get along with that, the compatibility of system A with the compatibility of system B. For example, car parts. Do the car parts on a Chevrolet fit the car parts on a Ford? No, they're not exactly the same car, so you wouldn't expect them. Well, likewise, you get into some of these lighting systems, Alexa, you get into the Philips Hue, you get all those brands of, of controls that will operate with your smartphone. Those work very well, but there's no guarantee that when you get out to a different brand and you try and put that on a system, you know, say a Philips brand controller with a GE bulb, they may or may not get along. Likewise, you get into LED bulbs, kind of like we got into with the fluorescent light bulbs when those came out years ago. Uh, they don't always get along with all the dimmers. If you have an old type lighting, which is now kind of fluorescent a little bit, you basically have an older type a dimmer or light fixture. Um, so anyway, most of this is electronic stuff. A 314-436-7900, 1120 uh, As you get into replacing doors and windows, now is the time to really think about that. If you're planning to do anything around your home, whether you're doing it yourself or you're rebuilding some of this, fixing some of that stuff yourself, or hiring a professional, realize the world we live in today is a very different a disruption in the supply chain, meaning the manufacturing factories that used to make that stuff is still messed up, both on the supply to that factory and their labor, as well as their own work rules of that country. So the supply of making the stuff has been disrupted. Uh, the delivery chain between there and here has been disrupted. The uh, political climate between there and here, between country A and country B, has been disrupted. Uh, then you've got uh, things where those... Um, uh, trade is still happening. You've had tariffs being invoked uh, starting uh, some years ago, trying to balance that stuff out. Uh, one of the consequences being the cost of lumber today, uh, largely uh, because of the supply and demand as well as tariffs there. Uh, but keep in mind, even the political system and the rules governing when that freighter comes into the dock or where that truck crosses the border from Mexico to the U.S. with the product on it, all that stuff is up for grabs. My point being, if you're planning any kind of a construction, production, repair project, and you need the materials, make the materials arrive long before you need them so that you can't really stop that project. Uh, we, are, we are learning that and have learned that at Mosby Building Arts. We typically buy a ton of stuff long before that project starts. And it's, it's a long conversation, you know. I mean, I want to order your oven before we even have a building permit and even final plans for the house. You what? Well, you know, our experience is it's six to seven months on this brand of oven. Well, I'll pick a different brand of oven. Okay, well, that's only a five-month delay. 
five months. Okay, all those. So those are interesting conversations on supply and demand. Uh, anyway, I'm going to take a short pause and come back for more here on University of KMOX. Phone lines are open for you. This is your time to get on board here on KMOX, 314-436-7900, 436-7900, or toll-free, 800-925-1120. This is Scott Mosby on KMOX at your service. All right, back together, home improvements. Scott Mosby at your service. Phone lines, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Cardinal fans, Cards versus the Marlins tonight, 455, game time, I think, 5. Roger Dean Stadium, eat your heart out. Jupiter, Florida, temp right now, 84 degrees. Oh, but, you know, we've got a chance. We had a chance of rain. We have a 2% chance of rain in Roger Dean Stadium down in Jupiter. Maybe that's where everybody is. Let's go to the phone lines here. Talk to my buddy Joe. Hey, Joe, good mo- Good afternoon. How can I help you, my friend? Yeah, I have a question for you. Yes. You were talking, you were talking about Ridex, how that works in the kitchen sink to unclog the drains and break up bacteria. Yes. Does that work in, does that work in a bathroom sink? Espe- every place. Anything that has organic waste, which is paraffin wax from shampoo, from oils on your body, to waste from ourselves, all of that is affected by Ridex. Ridex is just a bacteria that eats stuff. That's all. It'll work great in the bathroom, especially in the bathroom. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Okay, Joe. Thanks for the call. Uh, Ridex, one of my favorites, uh, and it just like making um, um, chocolate milk. You just mix a little bit. I put, uh, this is one of my morning things. I'm an early riser, coffee drinker, all that stuff. Every now and again, I'll realize that, you know, I haven't dumped any Ridex into the drain for a while, so I'll pull out my little box of Ridex. I keep it in a plastic bag since one of our listeners said, don't leave that stuff around where the humidity can get to it. So I, I learned to pack it in a plastic bag uh, because St. Louis is humid. And I just take a tablespoon, mix, put it in a big glass of water. I usually drink a big glass of water first thing in the morning. Mix that up with warm water and I dump it down the disposal. I'll dump it down the toilet, dump it down the sink, dump it down the floor drain in the shower. Uh, so any place that has a drain, um, make sure you do that. Likewise, if you have a uh, floor drain like a basement drain and hasn't had water down for a while, make sure you dump a little water from a bucket down there. Let's get back to the phone lines here and let's talk to my friend Nancy. Hey, Nancy, good morning. Welcome to KMWX. How can I help? Hi, thank you for your show. I appreciate it. Um, we have a a very cold kitchen floor, and it's right above the garage. Mm-hmm. And um, how do we go about getting insulation above the um, garage uh, ceiling, which is um, drywall, mm-hmm. um, or even how do we manage to find out if there's any in there? Um, well, that's a good question. I, how old is your house? Uh 49 years old. Ooh, it may or may not have insulation. Even if it does have insulation, probably not a lot. Uh, Uh If you uh, properly insulate that, if you really want to warm it up, the best way to insulate it is to pull your drywall down and spray foam it because you only have 12 inches or 10 inches of space. So there's not a lot of room to put big, fluffy, you know, fiberglass or rock wool or any of that normal type insulation. So when you have limited space... Yeah, that's when the money flows. Now you're using spray foam so you can really, really insulate it as well as block the cold. That'll improve things maybe by a third here, Nancy. So realize that it's the presence of heat that may solve the problem. So even though you have a cold floor, 
uh, once you insulate it, you're only keeping the heat you have. Well, that still, if you have a ceramic tile floor, the 70 degrees, the air temperature in your house, I'm assuming, that's very cold. That's almost 30 degrees cooler than skin temperature. So a ceramic tile floor will suck the heat right out of your feet, even if it's a warm floor. You see what I mean? It, it is a wood floor in the kitchen. Ooh, that's a pretty good thing. Now, yeah. the next thing you can do is you can put a radiant heat. There are wire-type heated floors that you can mm-hmm. put on, and then you put rigid foam below that. That's how to really heat that floor. But I, I would propose that not only do you have an insulation problem, you need to add heat to that floor to, make, to really change the reality for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and where do you buy spray foam? Uh, spray foam is professionally in, uh, applied. When you need a whole kitchen or a whole garage, you know, basically you're going to pay a minimum of about $1,500 for these trucks to show up because it takes them about two hours just to clean up the equipment and about an hour to set it up. So you've got a long time just uh, put up and take away. But, uh, and then your drywall. So it's not an inexpensive thing that you're describing. Okay, would we call on your company? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, well, when you get, that's the advantage because you're going to have electrician, you're going to have uh, wire heat, you're going to have insulation, you have to remove the drywall, you're going to have a fire inspection so the fire department doesn't think we're burning down your house. We follow all those rules. They want to see those things. You know, they're they're here to protect you both before, during construction and after. So, yeah, that's, that's when you great. get those things going on, that's when you need a company that does all those things. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so very much. You've been wonderful. Thank oh, you so much. Glad to help, Nancy. Take care. Uh-huh. Bye. And that's another thing. We get into um, uh, rooms above garages, kitchens above garages. Um, those are really tough things generally. Uh, and those of you that are listening, when you get a room above a garage, it usually is a good distance from the furnace. So even if you have ductwork going up to the second floor over the top of the garage, assuming it's a two-story house, that room above the garage, those things are just always too hot and too cold because they're underserved by the old ductwork that was there. So those rooms are best solved with their own heating and cooling system, an add-on like a split system, Mitsubishi-type thing uh, that really is like, you know, it heats that one room. It doesn't really have ductwork, um, but it's a, it's a good unit and a good solution. That does not fix Nancy's cold floor. Because if you have warm air and the floor is 70 degrees or let's assume that over a cold garage, maybe it's 30 degrees in the garage or even 45, let's assume pretty warm. So now 45, half the distance to 70, you're 53. To, okay, so that floor is about, benefit of the doubt, 55 degrees. 98.6 minus 55, that's 40 degrees, 45 degrees. That's a bunch of difference of the delta so that lack of heat on that cold floor even if the room is comfortably heated and cooled you're going to have cold feet uh, anyway just keep that in mind so there's a lot of issues to think about on that um, stay tuned we've got uh, lots of things happening here on KMOX and uh, it, it's important so keep in mind that insulation is not a source of heat insulation keeps the heat you have uh, so Nancy's question on the floor uh, may not be that um, uh, based on insulation. It may be more about heat. Uh, let's see what's cooking with uh, my friend Rose. Rose, good afternoon. Welcome to KMWX. How can I help? Uh, Rose, hello. Um, <laughs> Rose. Yeah. Scott. 
Yes. Um, we have a 20-year-old geothermal system in our house, yeah. and it is blowing uh, at 65. It blows cold air, like the air conditioning is on. Uh-huh. So um, we put it up to 70 on an auxiliary heat, and then it warms up. Mm-hmm. So we had a geothermal man, a serviceman come out, and he found nothing wrong with it. I can't hardly believe that. Can yeah. you suggest something? Yeah, call our office about a company that come out. Uh, I have geothermal, have a great company installed. It good. They, I mean, all this is is water running through a tube and then a heat pump. This is not rocket science. Now, uh, a 20-year-old geothermal system, because they run all the time, heat and cool, you're nearing the end of a geothermal life. The equipment may need to be replaced. All your wells, all your tubing, all that stuff is good. But just be aware, with any kind of a furnace or air conditioning, 20 years you're getting past or toward the expected life. So be prepared for that. But uh, I would get somebody uh, to really check out that system and see. Can I get the name of that company by calling your office? Yep, 314-909-1800, and we'll share with you the companies we use for geothermal. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Good, good, Good question. Thanks. Uh, next up, uh, oh my gosh, uh, I have one minute. Steve, what's cooking, brother? I've got about 50 seconds. What can I help with? Okay, I've got uh, recently bought a house that was built in 1958. Okay. Uh, the uh, kitchen plumbing uh, had an issue with it, so I replaced all the pipes down below the sink. Okay. My question is, is it safe to drink water straight out of the tap in a house that old and that old of plumbing? Uh, 58, you're probably before lead pipes, uh, and you will know a lead pipe. It looks really weird where it comes in. 58, you're likely going to have a copper water supply. I doubt that you have a problem with tainted water. There will be lead in the um, um, solder, but your pipes are not done. You see what I mean? So I think you're in pretty good shape there, Steve. I got to go. Scott Mosby, KMOX Home Improvement. Stay tuned. News, weather, and sports next.